Welcome to day 143 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together, the story of the prophets. I'm Paul here with Matt and David and Cindy as we continue to read through the prophet, you know, Jeremiah. He just offers us a, you know, a wonderful appeal. Break up your unplowed ground and do not sow among the thorns. Circumcise yourself to the Lord. Circumcise your hearts, your people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Uh, for Judah and Jerusalem to be restored to the Lord, there'll need to be deep heart change, not just simply you know, circumcision of the body, but a circumcision of the heart. And you have to love you know, kind of the image here. Uh, don't sow among the thorns, and you hear the echo of Jesus. When we sow among the thorns, we're caught up in the things of the world, the worries of this world, deceitfulness of wealth, and all of these things would certainly you know, grab Judah and lure them away from their God into deep heart faithfulness. So we pick up in chapter 4 in in verse 5, as we always do when we read. We uh, come before the Lord in awe that He has spoken to us so clearly through His Word. Uh, you know, Paul tells us that every bit of it is breathed out by the breath of God. And, of course, the breath of God is the very life of God. But it's also breathed into us by God uh, and gives us life through His Spirit as He uses His Word uh, to complete His work in us. So we always give ourselves in the moment to the Lord. So, Cindy, do you mind doing that for us before sure. we read? Sure. Father, we thank you for this time. We do thank you for time in your Word, Lord, and we thank you for the words of Jeremiah. Um, they fall, you know, heavy on our hearts as we see in our own lives, just Father, areas where we run after other things than you, Lord. So continue to speak to our hearts, challenge us by your word, and Father, convict us by your spirit that we might too, Father, see where we need to um, repent and turn and walk with you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 4, 5, announce in Judah and proclaim in Jerusalem and say, sound the trumpet throughout the land, cry aloud and say, gather together, let us flee to fortified cities, raise a signal to go to Zion, flee for safety without delay, for I'm bringing disaster from the north, even terrible destruction. A lion has come out of his lair, a destroyer of nations is set out. He's left his place to lay waste to your land. Your towns will lie in ruin without inhabitant. So put on sackcloth, lament, and will, for the fierce anger of the Lord has not turned away from us. In that day, declares the Lord, the king and the officials will lose heart, the priests will be horrified, the prophets will be appalled. Then I said, Alas, sovereign Lord, how completely you have deceived this people in Jerusalem by saying you will have peace when the sword is at our throats. That time this people in Jerusalem will be told a scorching wind from the barren heights and the desert blows toward my people, but not to winnow or cleanse. A wind too strong for that comes from me. Now I pronounce my judgments against them. Look, he advances like the clouds. His chariots come like a whirlwind. His horses are swifter than eagles. Woe to us, we're ruined. Jerusalem, watch the evil from your heart and be saved. How long will we harbor wicked thoughts? A voice is announcing from Dan, proclaiming disaster from the hills of Ephraim. Tell this to the nations, proclaim concerning Jerusalem. A besieging army is coming from a distant land, raising a war cry against the cities of Judah. They surround her like men guarding a field, because she has rebelled against me, declares the Lord. Your own conduct and actions have brought this on you. This is your punishment, how bitter it is, how it pierces to the heart. Oh, my anguish, my anguish, I writhe in pain. Oh, the agony of my heart, my heart pounds within me. I cannot keep silent, for I've heard the sound of the trumpet. I've heard the battle cry. Disaster follows disaster. The whole land lies in ruin. In an instant, my tents are destroyed. My shelter is um, a moment. 
How long must I see the battle standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil. They know not how to do good. I looked to the earth, and it was formless and empty, and the heavens, and their light was gone. I looked at the mountains, and they were quaking, and the hills were swaying. I looked, and there were no people. Every bird in the sky had flown away. I looked, and the fruitful land was a desert. All its towns lay in ruins before the Lord, before his fierce anger. This is what the Lord says. The whole land will be ruined, though I'll not destroy it completely. Therefore, the earth will mourn, and the heavens will above grow dark, because I have spoken and will not relent. I have decided and will not turn back. The sound of horsemen and archers, every town takes to flight. Some go into the thicket, some climb up among the rocks. All the towns are deserted. No one lives in them. What are the young doing, you devastated one? Why dress yourself in scarlet, put on jewels of gold? Why highlight your eyes with makeup? You adorn yourself in vain. Your lovers despise you. They want to kill you. I hear a cry as of a woman in labor, a groan as of one bearing her first child, the cry of daughter Zion grasping for breath, stretching out her hands and saying, Alas, I am fainting. My life is given over to murderers. And of course, the land of the north he is talking about is Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon, which will be, you know, the instrument of God's judgment. And uh, God's people, you know, finally reached the point of no return. He's been pleading with them. And, and of course, pleading is not something that's recent, you know, with the prophets. Uh, Moses pleads with them before they even enter into the promised land. And of course, Joshua pleads in them after they've come into you know, the promised land. Samuel will plead with them. So you hear the pleading of God, you know, over all of these centuries and the indifference of the people. And finally, it's come to a point, you know, where God said, you know, no more. I will not relent. I've spoken and I indeed will act. And so you see the judgment, you know, coming from the north as people who are swift and fierce, uh, the Babylonians and King Nebuchadnezzar. Well, I think what stands out to me is, um, you know, Jeremiah is is speaking to the people. Obviously, God is speaking to them. And in 4.8, he says, So put on sackcloth, lament, and well, for the fierce anger of the Lord has not turned away from us. But, you know, later in 4, we see that what they're choosing, um, and they're even being called the devastated one, but still what they're choosing is to dress themselves in scarlet, put on jewels of gold, and highlight their eyes with makeup and adorn themselves, which is all in vain. So the very thing that the prophet is calling them to, which is to lament and to mourn and to confess, you know, they continue in their way. So we, we've seen other, you know, earlier, you know, that Israel's like a, a bride that is more, you know, attached to her jewelry and her ornaments and yeah, her refineries yeah. than she is, you know, to the depth of the covenant commitment, you know, that she's made to the Lord. And, mm -hmm. and of course, that's an incredible contrast when the Lord is saying, you know, now is the time to weep and mourn mm -hmm. and put on sackcloth. <clears throat> but instead, you know, you have uh, them you know, putting on their party clothes and mm -hmm. acting as if nothing serious had possibly happened. And he said, uh, you know, who are you dressing up for? All your lovers will despise you. And of course, mm -hmm. he's speaking of Israel here. Those that she's looked to as allies, those gods she has served, mm -hmm. you know, as the help, none of them are going to come to the rescue. And matter of fact, you know, some of their allies are going to turn against him in this moment as well. Now he's so vivid, and in, in all, he has so many images, and you know, mm -hmm. the wind coming, and we see, you know, he's talking about 
he advances in the clouds, his chariots come like a whirlwind. I mean, all of the judgment, the, the the vivid pictures he puts in that. But then in the middle in 418, he's just also so honest about why this is happening. It's hard to read this sometimes. You're like, my goodness, God, like, but he's honest. You know, your own conduct and actions have brought this on you. This is your punish, punishment, how bitter it is, how it pierces to the heart. And that's just kind of the one of the shocking things about scripture is how honest it is and, and doesn't just kind of dismiss these things or well, you know, you kind of didn't obey, but you kind of did. It, it's just so honest that this is coming because of your actions. No. And, and that's, a, that's a hard thing to accept sometimes. And, and we often live before God, you know, with a sense of entitlement, you know, that somehow he owes us, you know, a good life and he owes us, you know, good things. And if any you know, thing goes wrong and interrupts, you know, our comfort and our peace, you know, we tend to blame God, you know, for our circumstances and become angry with him. Uh, but the sense of entitlement to, you know, should give way to a you know a sense of, of repenting because the the one thing we deserve from God is is judgment for our waywardness and our sin, and yet in His mercy and in His grace He has given us far more, you know, than we deserve. And of course, that is the word of the psalmist: "Doesn't treat us our sins deserve or pay us according to our iniquities, but here He is bringing iniquity and sin to bear, and, and probably tell us the same thing. You know, do not." be deceived you know whatever uh, you sow you'll also reap if we sow to please ourselves and from you know the flesh we reap destruction but mm-hmm. if we sow to the spirit from the spirit we reap life and that's been the invitation all along come to me that you might live mm-hmm. and have life yeah and what a you know just talking about these descriptions but my people are fools they do not know me they're mm-hmm. senseless children they have no understanding they're skilled in doing evil they know not how to do good i mean, what a what a description, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not something I want to be known for. But even following that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting to me. As far as I know, Matt, you're not known for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, but it's interesting following that. It's, it's almost like you see this um, because of the sin of mankind, you see this decreation yeah. you know, imagery where if you're following through Genesis, I looked at the earth, it was formless and void at the heavens and their light was gone. I looked at the mountains, they're quaking, yeah. the hills are swaying. I looked, there's no people. Birds took flight, and no, there's no mm-hmm. fruitful land. And then we're seeing it's almost like everything the Lord had commanded at the creation and his presence, mm-hmm. you know, being central with them mm-hmm. is fading away. And you're watching this decreation moment. Um, but the hope is that God will at some point relent and, and recreation or transformation now, comes. It, the image is a very important image, you know, as we as we look, you know, through the Old Testament and the New Testament. In creation, you know, God has taken chaos and brought order in order that we might walk in it, receive his blessing and know him, you know, as our God. But the more we reject him as our God, the more we invite chaos, you know, back into our life. So judgment is often used as images of decreation. You know, the very first mm-hmm. one was the flood where, yeah. you know, God had divided the waters and then the waters come back in judgment mm-hmm. over the people. It's kind of an interesting thing, you know, that uh, the uh, all of creation is, is tied to those who were given creation to steward it for God's glory and for the benefit of, you know, mm-hmm. their joy and the benefit of others. And the, the more we uh, the more uh, the more we as people fall away from God, 
the more creation kind of rebels against us yeah. in, in judgment. That's kind of an interesting theme, mm-hmm. you know, through, you know, throughout scripture. Yeah. And that's why you get uh, Paul when he's thinking about this renewal of all right. things in Romans 8. He mm-hmm. says, you know, that all of creation is groaning, longing for the transformation. Uh, and he says, it, and it's, you know, that uh, all creation is subject to you to frustration from the one who subjected it. In yeah. other words, this is part of God's judgment mm-hmm. on us. As uh, you know, that creation itself is rebelling against us and waiting, you know, for us to be restored, you know, as, mm-hmm. as the children of God. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd left that theme on the table because I knew Matt would pick it up. Yeah. Matter of fact, when you Good first job. went the other direction, I said, "Wait a minute, Matt, yeah. <laughs> somewhere where did you go?" But it is, uh, you know, it's one of those Good. deep biblical themes, and it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's more, it's more than just you know an event. It's it's, it's a pattern, mm-hmm. pattern of God's blessing. Uh, and, and, and we read that, you know, yesterday I would have provided for you lush fields and I would have provided for you rains to come in their season. And, and so that's a return to the garden. Here is a return to judgment and a return to chaos. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a, an incredible thing. David, do you mind closing us out you know, with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for that wonderful image that in Christ Jesus, we can find restoration, um, not just us, but all of creation. And so may we um, delight in that, marvel at that, and, and may we live um, as um, as the new creatures you've made us to be through your spirit. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.